Welcome to a new conversation with Hani and Peretz. This episode is titled, To Buy In or Not to Buy In to Judaism? And that's a question that uh, is often asked, not necessarily overtly, but certainly covertly. Uh, young people, in general, people are asking themselves, you know, why should I buy into it? Uh, what's it do for me? What's it worth? Uh, especially living in a society where people get to choose and it's all about choice. And we want to explore that, but not by trying to convince uh, our listeners or convince each other why to buy in, but really to take this question apart and really open it up. For most people who are buying into Judaism, it's mostly because of how they were raised uh, from their childhood, family and community, uh, and not because they actually sort of bought into it. It often leads to indifference, get tired of it. It leads to a sense of burdensome. In other words, the cost that comes with it, which we'll speak about later, becomes too much to bear. Uh, there's a resentment, uh, a neglect, and eventually a failure. People just check out uh, and, and leave uh, Judaism. You know, perhaps even further, the reason that there is a sense of apathy towards Judaism is, is, is because people are not actually choosing to buy in. So they're actually not even thinking about the question of, should I buy in or should I not buy in? Um, our podcasts are for listeners who are thinking, um, and we, we will be encouraging students who are not overtly thinking to start thinking uh, and not just go with the flow you know as cliche as it sounds it's, it represents that movement well where you just kind of move along with the Judaism that you were raised with without interacting in a meaningful way and therefore the chances of it nurturing apathy are so high and so strong and not just for not just for a specific denomination, for so many of the denominations across the board, ranging from um, slightly affiliated to ultra-Orthodox to Hasidic to Haredi, if one is not engaging in the choice of buying in or buy or choosing to buy out, then perhaps it's even worse than buying out. I think I just said that, but... Mm-hmm. What are we going to do with so many apathetic Jews? Right. You see also many adults who are operating within a passive Judaism or being Jewish, and and mostly because you're born into it. So, and it is a part of who you are, so therefore there's no moment where you sort of choose into it uh, or buy into it. And often you don't even think why I'm buying out of it. It just happens to on its own. Because to stay in it, you have to you have to be be an active person, right. and you have to be an active Jew. It's so easy just to slip out, and then the cost to do it in a meaningful way is high. And when you're not choosing it, it's just easy to say. Mm. Yeah, in a certain sense, you could, perhaps you could even argue that it's uh, built to fail, in the sense that it is there are the demands, there are the costs, and I'm not talking about financial costs. I'm talking about social costs. I'm talking about lifestyle costs that in today's society where you have such a freedom to live this lifestyle that you choose, that you enjoy, that you benefit from, if it doesn't provide you with benefits, so you just let it go. Mm-hmm. But let's explore reasons to buy into it, okay? For one, 
a really strong argument to buy into it. It gives you a sense of belonging. Uh, or not just to buy it, and this is why people stay. All right, yeah. It gives you a sense of belonging. Not to be alone, to be connected with others, to be part of the community, whether that community comes together in a synagogue, whether that community comes together for uh, ritual uh, events, family life cycle events, whether it comes together at Shabbat and holiday dinners. Um, it also gives you a sense of identity in the sense that you belong to the totality of the Jewish people, wherever they may be across the globe. You belong to a rich history that goes back a few thousand years that gave the world the Bible, gave the world so many extraordinary things, and you belong to that. That's very, very deep, very, very valuable. Um, it also has certain benefits. It gives you discipline, uh, whether that's the observance of Kashrut and Shabbat, you have to discipline your time, discipline your diet, discipline your intimate relationships. It gives you a sense of accountability to higher source. It also provides you with the benefits of spirituality. It inspires you. It provides you a sense of purpose. It provides you happiness as it gives you focuses on the important elements of life. It gives you a sense of stability, the predictability of life. And not to mention, it gives you also the world to come. Olam haba. So these are all. These are suggested, you know, and and in a certain sense, most obvious benefits to stay in to stay Jewish. To stay within Judaism. To within buy, Judaism. To, to buy into Judaism. To to adapt it. To practice it. But again, this is not necessarily a choice that people are making. It's just that they grew up with a sense of belonging and benefit and these benefits, and so to make a choice to leave is not something they're entertaining either, but they also have not in, have not deliberately joined it. Right. But because it provides these the, the sense of belonging and these benefits, they remain. However, as one grows up, one understands that one can get a sense of belonging and benefits from other sources. And therefore, if they don't choose to buy in, the cost of remaining in Judaism with these benefits starts to wane because it's in a certain sense, easier to, to find belonging and joy and purpose and clarity in other things. You, sometimes you don't want to belong to this isolated, small group of people. You want to belong to the totality of humanity. You get that sense of belonging with your friends, with your community, with your, with your workplace. Um, so, and it doesn't come with the isolation and restriction of just this small group of people, just this diet, just this spending your time in this way on Shabbat with all the restrictions that come along with it. And the benefits of, you know, of happiness and, and uh, purpose and spirituality and discipline, again, they can come from other sources as well. Or one may not find that a benefit, right. you know, to have a certain discipline. Um, and accountability is not necessarily pleasant. So that's something that, you know, decreases with time. Um, and we, and we, we see it here at Brandeis with students, uh, this decrease or this disinterest or this apathy. It's not only here at Brandeis we see it. We see it also within our Hasidic community mm -hmm. as well. Uh, young people uh, who grew up uh, within the community and uh, went to yeshiva also have that apathy not only young people but also as young adults uh, as but when we say young people the, these young people are 
become the young adults. Right. So this is not just starting now. Right. Um, this this disinterest, this apathy, this or finding meaning and purpose in other things has been going on for quite some time. But it's very it's becoming very clear to us um, more in the more recent years, and 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 we have and that's why we're addressing it. And part of the reason I think is because it's become more socially acceptable uh, because just the numbers of people who are becoming less engaged, more apathetic, have created their own community and support. I would suggest also another element is that the world is accessible. Yeah. And everything about it is 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 at the touch of our hands and um, remaining um, within this smaller framework of being uh, active and vibrant Jew um, is being pulled at by different by different elements that right. are also bring joy and purpose and um, also have hard work if someone chooses to do something that they have to devote themselves to and can also bring a certain discipline and structure to their lives as well right. when I think now also all the efforts in what we call an outreach is to highlight and to increase these belonging and these benefits and to, to argue that no there are so the benefits here outweigh any other benefits anywhere else and they'll make it fun they'll make it accessible what do you mean they will make it fun? those organizations mm, those efforts will you know will give you a, a shabbat dinner that is it really is really great and you won't find it somewhere else and really to in other words to to, to put the benefits and the belonging of judaism on steroids mm. And make it so much fun that it outweighs the fun and the benefits of you could find out there. It's all in here. And I think those efforts are futile because the students or the recipients of that experience will say, you're right, this is, this is wonderful. Thank you. I had a great time. And now I'll go to my next wonderful, great experience. Or it's wonderful and great, but to actually adapt it for myself is nothing I would ever consider. It's just out of my realm of interest interest and, and cost mm -hmm. I, I use the word cost a lot because it does cost it does restrict it does demand and this is the big word sacrifice and most people look at that and say i'm not willing to pay that price i'm not willing to make that cost make that sacrifice for these benefits so it's time to change the language yes because no matter how wonderful a shabbat dinner is or no matter how wonderful even a, a, a class, a, a learning class right. is, no matter how wonderful the trip to Israel is, yes. we are not addressing the, the, the so obvious elements of students have so many other sources. Not just students, anyone has so, is, is, has so much access to anything else they choose. And um, this is not working. So it doesn't, we don't have to put the benefits and belonging on steroids because that's, we're fooling, we're fooling ourselves if we do that. That is not going to address what's really needed is in that Judaism has something much more critical and more, more, has more depth than belonging and benefits. Those are secondary to, to its essence. And we need to, in a certain sense now, uh, change the language, change the paradigm of how we view Judaism and again, the costs still remain. Mm -hmm. The sacrifice is still there, but it's, think of it within a different framework. Instead of what does it do for me? 
what sense of belonging, what benefit does it provide for me? Think of it in terms of what can I do with it? We call this a mission. Being Jewish and Judaism is a mission. In our next podcast, we will discuss this further and in more detail. Thank you for listening to this episode of A New Conversation with Hanian Peretz. We welcome your thoughts and your feedback on our website, anewconvo.com, and on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash anewconvo.